Hello, Tiger fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Hey Corner Crew podcast. I am your host, JJ Lang, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, you know him, you love him, Nate the Little Goon Foss. Hey, what's up? Nate still hates that intro, and I don't care. Yep. Uh, and with us today is a very special guest. Uh, he needs no introduction. Uh, this gentleman is the ultimate RIT hockey fan since 1989. He is the king of the corner crew. Please welcome the big goon. Hey! All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Fantastic. We're all doing great. Jealous of the setup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the setup's killer. I think the setup just explains the intro itself. Pretty much. Um, so just in case nobody knows who you are, which if you are an RIT hockey fan or at RIT in general, I don't know how you wouldn't. Um, just give a quick something for every, for all the listeners. So I've been an RIT hockey fan since 1989. Uh, my first two games at RIT that I went to were the 88-89 championship games at RIT. Um, where, unfortunately, the Tigers came out on the short end of the stick um, and lost to Wisconsin Stevens Point. But uh, the intensity of those games and uh, them putting about a 1,000 fans more than what the uh, fire marshal would like to see in the arena, um, in Ritter Arena, really made RIT hockey something special for me and... Uh, I've been going to games ever since. Um, I got my nickname, the Big Goon, in 1991, and uh, have been kind of leading the group for uh, ever since. So l let's start with that. Obviously, you bring up the nickname of the Big Goon. Like, where did that come from? Because there is a story behind it, but I don't, I don't think many people know it. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. It didn't actually come from hockey. I was a uh, student manager at Grace Watson Dining Hall, and um, it was uh, Sunday night, and a uh, customer tried to sneak in through the exits. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I kind of, you know, gave him the boot. And he wrote a nice long letter into uh, uh, Dear Hetty, Dear Gracie, and uh, called me the, uh, called himself the Big Goon Hater. Um, and basically, giving me the nickname of the big goon and uh and the next year i kind of uh started uh, during hockey i started dressing up as the goaltender with uh this mask right here and uh nicknamed myself the big goon at hockey games because it kind of fit so i see all those masks off the side and it just reminds me of kane like the old wrestler and all the different masks he used to wear. I just think of that now. It's kind of wild. But it, it, I think a lot of people just expect that the nickname of the Big Goon came from hockey, but it's it's fun learning that it, it didn't come from that originally. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. He the, the student and I actually became friends afterwards, <laughs> and uh, he wrote a whole series of letters into Dear Gracie um, and always signing off as the uh, Big Goon hater. So, oh, awesome. so it was kind of fun. I wish I had copies of them because um, they weren't all complaints. Sometimes they were good, good notes. But that's good. <laughs> so you said you've been going to games since '89, and obviously, it's been a long time. What keeps you coming back year after year? Um, you, you know, it's it's 
the team. Every year you look, if the team were losing year in, year out, or, you know, you, you, you might lose a little faith and not, not go to as many games, but every year you, we start the season and I feel, I've always felt that there's a pretty good chance that we will at least, or there's a good chance that we're going to make the NCAAs, you know, and, and if that weren't the case, maybe this wouldn't have, it wouldn't have continued as long as it has, but, but even this year, I'm still looking forward to having a good season and uh, making the playoffs. And hopefully, you know, I'd love to see this team uh, get the number one seed this year and, and bring the uh, Atlantic Hockey Championship to GPC. Um, so cause with the new format. Yeah, the new yeah, format would be fantastic. That's I think we've awesome. talked about it. That would be an absolute zoo. Yeah, that would. The Policini Center would be ex- bursting at the seams. I think It'd be absolutely insane. We got to host a championship game. I hope so. Um, so you've seen a lot. Been to a, more games than anybody can count. Who are your top five favorite players? Like all time. Top. All time. D three. D one. Let's see. Uh. Well, anybody who's won the number 24, so I'll lump, lump all those into one one group. Uh, John Day, he always ended up on a landing on the goaltender when there was a scrum in front of the net. He always said, we always asked him why he always ended up on the goaltender. He said, because they're soft and the ice is hard. Um, <laughs> to, to, David Bagley, he's a hometown boy. He uh, originally went to Geneseo and then uh, transferred into RIT and uh, was really did the number 24 proud. Um, Chris Taltigan, as a freshman after the orange and white game, uh, we were it was skate with the Tigers. I came up to him to say hi. He he uh, quickly started signing his name on my back because I wore 24. He was 24. Um, without me asking him, and um, if anybody knows, I don't get autographs on my jerseys. Nope. I like I like my jerseys clean. Um, but uh, if you look at my newest jersey over here, um, you'll notice that there is a signature right there. When they came back for the uh, anniversary of the uh, Frozen Four run, I actually did ask Chris Haltigan to sign my jersey. So... <laughs> So yeah, that's what I've heard before. Yeah. He's one of my all time uh, favorites too. So, so those are my, th- those are my, uh, top number 24s. Uh, Todd Skirving, great guy. Always came by the corner. If he wasn't playing, uh, stopped to say hi. Um, really, really just, you know, he, how, how could you not like the guy? So, and, uh, Derek Barnett, and this goes way, way back to 1991, 92, 93. Um, he was one of the only players I ever knew that actually lived in the dorms. Um, and uh, he came into Gracie's all the time and would chat with me um, uh, when I was a student manager, student employee there. And uh, just a great, great kid. Um, really 
helped the RIT Tigers to uh, that 1994 championship. No, he wasn't playing in goal that game, in the championship game. He got us there. So now on my list is a player who does not play for RIT. His name is Sam Weiner, and he played for Hobart. <laughs> I've heard this story. He was, he, he was their goaltender, and um, his freshman year he was starting at RIT. RIT kind of lit him up, and after the fifth goal, uh, he was shown the uh, the door. Um, while we were while everybody was lining up for the uh, faceoff after we, uh, Rob. Luke, I can't quite remember his last name, but when Rob came in, uh, everybody was lining up at the face-off circle, and for some unknown reason, the place was, you could hear a pin drop in the Ritter. It was so quiet, you could hear the air conditioning running, and uh, I yell out, hey, Rob, the only reason you're in this game is because your coach wanted to pull his wiener. <laughs> the referee away from the face-off guy. Oh. Rob is shaking his head, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> and everybody's uh, tears in their eyes laughing. The whole, everyone in the Ritter heard me yell that. It, it, it probably, if I could have retired that night, I would have because <laughs> it'll never get better than that. Um, <clears throat> to go on, uh, we had him for four years and we pretty much owned him. Um, he and Rob alternated starting positions, but inevitably they always got pulled. The next year, Rob started. They pulled him. Hey, hey, Sam, the only reason you're in this game is because your coach wanted to play with his wiener. <laughs> it, it, it really was just too easy. <laughs> um, so, so that's why... A non-RIT player makes my top five. I can only imagine the conversation in the locker room. Like, coach, you can't like you can't just scratch me. I'm not even getting on the bus. Like, I'm staying home. <laughs> I didn't want to be in this game. <laughs> it's too easy. So, um, last but not least, uh, definitely not least, uh, Steve Toll from the D3 days. In his third season, he was uh, D3 player of the year. Um, he's if you go back to the D3 record books, in, in his three years he played, he left RIT after his junior year. Um, he's still one of the top scorers, um, all-around great guy. His family came to all the games, uh, partying. After, we went to parties after the games. It was a lot of fun to drink with uh, from Canada, you know. And uh, Wait, hockey and, players uh, don't drink? Yeah. And uh, he... He always cheated uh, at Euchre, um, <laughs> said, no, that's the way Canadians play. These are the Canadian rules. Yeah, it was pretty much cheating. So, But lots of fun, lots, lots and lots of fun with him. Um, I could go on player after player after player all night long, but, but those are some of my top ones that I remember. So uh, if we're also going to talk about, obviously, big games, kind of like the, the funny story we just heard there, um, is there like a top? Is there like a top five games that you've been to? But excluding the Frozen Four, because obviously those are everyone's in everyone's top of April round back then. There's no reason to not include them. Yeah, um, definitely you got to include them. So I, I, I won't. Talk, I could talk about those too, but um, 
going back to the D3 days, any game that Elmira, RIT and Elmira played, definitely in my top uh, top games. Uh, one, one of note, um, the 1994 championship game down in Elmira. They, uh, the Elmira fans had a big sign right above their goaltender, happy birthday, number one, Dave Modano. Oh, no. Um, so, so we sang happy birthday to him five times. Um, and on the fifth goal, or no, it was the fourth goal, um, RIT, uh, uh, Todd Doherty was in the box. And uh, Kyle O'Brien intercepted the puck, a cross-ice pass at the blue line came flying down the ice and uh he said it was like i was in slow motion and uh he went by the penalty box and uh all he could hear was todd doherty saying todd <laughs> and i roofed it and you hear uh if for those that don't know elmira plays in a 5,000 feet dome a geodesic dome and uh all the doors to the place just came crashing open and probably 4,000 people left. Oh, bye-bye. Yeah, so we... we, we <laughs> See you later. Flushing the domes. So that's one of my favorite RIT Elmira games. Uh, there's a couple at Ritter. Um, RIT scored with a minute 30 left to tie it, you know, come from behind. And, uh, and then with two seconds left, Sam Hill carries the puck and the comes up on the back door. Nobody says nobody sees him. Cross ice pass to him. He buries it in the back of the net. It was so loud in Ritter. The siren was going and you couldn't hear it. <laughs> oh my so, god. <laughs> you know, that's how loud it was. You couldn't hear yourself scream. The place was bonkers. Um any to go to the division one years, because I could talk division three all forever uh any early rit air force game or even air force games to this day that none of them are ever blowouts they're always good games hard fought games and you know you go in knowing you're going to get a good game and you don't know who's going to win and that's to me that is the best hockey game to go to you know when you're going to just see a great great game um, uh, we have them on senior night too, by the way. Anybody listening, um, you better be there. Yeah, yeah, that'll be big. One of the uh, early games in D1 history, uh, RIT goes down to Cornell. Um, we bring a great group of uh, corner crew people and RIT fans. Um, and I go through my normal routine. You know, teams getting ready to come out for warm-ups. I start, give me a T, give me an I, give me a G. And all the Cornell faithful start the good old Section O sucks. Section O sucks. Because those were the only seats visitor fans could buy were in Section O. And um, I was told by some friends who worked for Cornell, who used to be RIT fans, who worked for Cornell, it was the fastest Section O sucks in the history of Cornell hockey. So I'm proud of that. That's a, um, it's a good record to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next year, uh, again, Cornell comes to homecoming. Uh, they start cheering for their team. Uh, and within seconds, the, uh, it was 
still not, uh, it was homecoming game, but it wasn't on homecoming weekend. Or parent, it wasn't the featured show of a thing to do in parents weekend. Yeah. Um, so there were only about 5,000 fans there, but instantly the 5,000 RIT fans drown out the Cornell fans. And that was put in their newspaper, the <laughs> Cornell newspaper, the, how fast the RIT fans drown out the Cornell faithful. Um, so that makes that one of my, my top games. Uh, and can I just say but, like, we haven't played Cornell since. Yeah. yeah. It's because surprising. the little, the little no name brand new D one team beat one of the best programs in college hockey. And they're just scared to play us now. So they're like, Oh, we can't beat our AC. All right. We're never playing them again. <laughs> Same with Michigan. In Minnesota, I'll, I'll just keep. I'll stop. But they don't want to play us anymore. They don't want it. <laughs> so that that rounds out about most of the games that I can think of. I mean, there's Mercyhurst games at GPC uh, in the playoffs, uh, where you know at the end you just you don't want to leave. Uh, last season, we ended the season with a. A bunch of big wins uh you know i was just rocking the bell it wasn't even ringing the bell i was just rocking it and didn't want to stop rocking it because the games just finished they were so fun at the end you didn't want to leave the the arena you were hoping that they'd come out and play some more even though the game was over and the tigers won so i remember my voice being gone for that game and just feeling good about the fact that my voice was gone after that game. <laughs> you you know it's a good one when you have no voice after that weekend. You know we it's, did a good thing when we have no you voice. You know we had a pretty good weekend when there's no voice left. Um, so, in your opinion, like, wh- what do you think makes the hockey program at RIT so special? Like, what, like, what do you think puts it above other programs? D1, D3, could be anything. Besides me? Oh, of course. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. It's obviously, <laughs> obviously, you're there, of course. Um, I, I think uh, the the coaching staff. You know, they always have the team prepared. Um, that makes it good uh, because a prepared team has a chance of winning night in, night out. Um, and if they they come into a game ready to win and and have a chance to win, that's half the battle. Um, corner crew definitely uh, helps the team prepare. You know, they know that, that if they play hard, we're going to play hard. Um, it makes a, it makes it hard to play at GPC. It really made it hard to play at Ritter. Um, just, and, and with everyone around you having fun, it makes it fun to go to a game. So, so that's why, you know, coming out and, enjoying RIT hockey is better than most arenas. Uh, a lot of the arenas that we go to on the road, you know, they might have 20, 30 fans, and we usually travel with 30, 40, 100, depending on where you go. Even the trips to Boston, all the Boston alum come out uh, and see the games. Um, and usually we outnumber them, so it. it it's really a, a road game that's a home game. So, so just I mean, having that kind of loyalty. And, our, Nate, are we, are we allowed to bring up the fact that 
he will be at Union this year. Just bought 40 tickets for Union today. Yeah. So we'll, can't wait. That'll be can't awesome. Wait. I mean, like going off like the you, 100 people, you, the, 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 the 100 people point, there was like 100, maybe 120 at, at that last Niger game last year. Like that was easy. It's easy. Easy 100. Um, and it really, I think along that point too, like it shows that. I think corner crew and RIT hockey mean a lot to people. Mm-hmm. And like even, even, like you said, even in Boston, you know, if you're listening to the game on the radio, you can still hear a lot of our chants. And it's it's not necessarily current students doing it that went out there. It's a lot of the alumni. Look at Notre Dame. I think, that, I think that's a part of it, too. Like, you think about it. Like we, we do say corner crew and RIT hockey really are a big collective family. And it just means something to people that they take time. People travel three, four hours to go to games, no matter where they are. Um, and then the, the last question I think we have for you is um, your thoughts on this year's teams. Like you, any expectations besides, of course, coming home with the title. Um, but is there anything big you want to see from either team? Um. I, I'm very hopeful for the uh, women's team, for sure. The addition of scholarships, uh, I think, is key to their, their turning the program around and becoming success, successful. Even though I know Celeste uh, gets her team ready, it, it just she needed that one last piece of the puzzle. Um, is it going to pay dividends this year? I think it will pay dividends. Is it going to bring home a championship this year. God, I hope yes. so. But yes. But um I hope so too. But is it going to uh, put some get some more dubs in the uh, column there? Definitely. Um so I'm very hopeful and look forward to that. Um you know, that's that's how it starts. You got to start somewhere. You putting the dubs in the wink in the column gets you uh get some more fans to start coming out to the games. Hopefully we can start playing some more night games, you know, when they're home, when the men aren't home. I'd love to see them play in the in the evening rather than the early afternoon or even late morning. Um, that would definitely go far to get more people at their games. Um, and then uh, the men, we got a great group of uh, seniors. We got a great group of super seniors. Mm-hmm. So... You know, hopefully we've got a couple more years of that. Uh, We've got, I mean, on paper, the freshmen look great coming in. So, and and a little bigger. So, you know, I feel that that's somewhere where we've needed some help is the size um, on D and in front of the net. Um, So it's just going to be a good year. We've got great goaltending. You know, I'm not. I'm not really worried about any of the pieces of the puzzle this year. So that's hopeful. And, uh, you know, hopefully it turns into, like you said, the uh, bringing home some hardware at the end of the season. So, and then, yes. And then, and then RIT uh, in the NCAAs is always dangerous. So we've proven that, you know, we, we were, I mean, obviously we beat Denver and we beat UNH. Um, 
in the Frozen Four run, um, and then almost at one point we we were really bringing it to Quinnipiac, and they ended up scoring the next goal, and they won. Had we scored the next goal, it might have turned out differently. And then, uh, of course, oh, out that one still Dame, haunts. Out in Notre Dame, you know, need we say more? So. Yeah, just ask so, all the Mankato fans that are still bitter about it every time they see something posted about RIT. So, so it's been RIT seven years the and they're still bitter. RIT making the NCAAs is dangerous. So, fingers crossed, that's the goal. So, once you're in, anything can happen. Well, I just want to say, from on behalf of both of us, thank you so much for taking time uh, to come on and talk to everybody, answer some fun questions. I know the fan base is going to absolutely love hearing all these fun stories and whatnot. I know there's, the hype is already off the chains with a lot of people. Um, is, there, is there any closing thoughts you want to give to anyone before we sign off? I have one, just to let everybody know that is my childhood bedroom, if you're watching it on YouTube. <laughs> um that has been on my wall since the year we went to the Frozen Four, so I've joked a few times that we need to paint over it and redo it again because <laughs> we painted that, and then next thing you know, the team lost two games the rest of the year. So oh. <laughs> I think we need to paint another Tiger somewhere else. Um, just any anybody who's new to Tiger hockey, uh, come on out. Have a good time. Um I usually guarantee uh, your refund your ticket price. If, if you sit with us and don't have a good time, let me know. I'll give you your ticket price back. Um, in my 20, uh, whatever number of years watching Tiger Hockey, I've never refunded anybody's money. Um, so, and uh, I just look forward to getting back to GPC and uh, having some fun. I think that's all of us. We're all, we're, I think we're all we're, kind of we're posting this. We're posting this on Friday, the week before. Yeah, we're we're yeah. Oh, to get women's back. exhibition game, and at JJ and I, I think on a daily basis, we're texting each other like this is taking way too long. <laughs> Just need to get back. Um, but again, on that note, I think we'll we will sign off here. Um, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, leave a like, comment. Helps us out. Hit the notification bell so you know when all the new episodes drop. If you're on Spotify, um, can, can you people leave ratings on Spotify? I think Maybe. so. I think. If you can, so definitely leave subscribe one. though and follow. Yes, the definitely channel. subscribe and follow the channel. Uh, keep an eye on Instagram for fun stuff. I know the countdown posts have been in full swing. Uh, those have been really fun making captions for. I've been enjoying that quite a bit. Um, and then if you're not in the Discord already, hop in there. That's always a fun time, and we'll probably announce future guests on the show. Um, but thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great rest of your night, and go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right, go Tigers.